You're listening to the Sports Blog New York podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. I'm getting fist bumps from across the table. You nailed it. Alec Argento Sir. joining me today on the podcast, on the program. Uh, is it is it cool or not cool? Like power move, soft move, or boss move to call radio shows, podcasts, the program, or programs, if you will. It's all about attitude and confidence, so right. I'd say that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. If you were to do it, it would be pretty cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, cool. for sure. Cool. But I can extend my bravado to you just a bit. So on today's program, we're going to be talking about the New York Yankees because they are playing games that matter, kind of, which is the weird thing where like every game, you know, that they lose, it like really stings. But even when they win and the Red Sox seem to win, since we don't know yet, actually, because uh, the games are pl- being played as we as we uh, talk here on Wednesday night. Uh, it's a weird time to be a Yankee fan because the record looks good if you just look at it, but you're still behind for the Red Sox. There's some games to be played, especially head-to-head against the Red Sox. So there's a lot to talk about. But also, Alec, football season oh, sure. is really close. Are you are you feeling the uh, the tickle? Are you oh. getting a little tickled fancy for football yet? Got it about a week and a half ago. The first day you pop in Madden, you get your mock drafts going. Uh, you know, I fought it for a little bit. I really I try not to care about preseason too much, but uh, I'm in. I think there's a, a nice line between actually caring about preseason but also getting excited about it. Like, I'm excited about preseason, but, like, even if I miss a Giants preseason game or miss a half or three quarters, I don't really care. But if I'm there, I'm all in. And it's so close. I couldn't be more excited. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm going to week one. Are you ready for this podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right, good, because sure. it's about to start. Okay. Well, you know, cut me in. Cool. Pete Kennedy, Alec Argento, Sports Blog New York Podcast. Stay tuned. You know what's funny is uh, in this little intro song that I use for my friend Junior, shout out Junior. Uh, it's pronounced J-R. <laughs> it's actually pronounced Junior is his, is his <laughs> rap name if we're being technical here. But uh, in his little song here, his line says, all I do is get the money, all I do is get the cake. From this podcast, there is no money or cake being had. But they don't know that. Why would you It's all about that? the bravado. You don't got to admit to that. We don't even have ads. We used to. We, we still could, actually. Just kind of don't, you know? Do, are you are you a, are you an ad skipper on podcasts? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're a big ad skipper. Oh, big time. You know what? It depends. Unless, unless the, it's like a comedy podcast and they make the ad read funny, like your mom's house. No, I skip through that. Yeah, first. I skip their ad sometimes That's, too. And they do. They're nice about it. They do it all like the first twelve minutes. And I just all skip right. forward and good to go. See, when people do that, especially, I would never do that. If I went when this podcast has has ads in some time, maybe. I, I wouldn't do 10 straight minutes of ads. Who the hell is listening to that? Nobody, right? Everyone's skipping no, it? skip right through it. The advertisers must be pissed. Well, anyways, this is the Sports Blog New York podcast, presented <laughs> by nobody, presented by Pete and Alec. Presented by Blockbuster Video. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, presented by Pete and Alec here today. We're going to talk about the Yankees. We're going to talk about the NFL, the football. We're going to play a little game of, yes, I would die on that hill. And uh, that's going to be a game where Alec tells us how Dak Prescott will be out of the league in two years, if I had to guess. And I'm going to pick a, a thing about the NFL season coming up this year that um, I'll, I'm ready to die on that hill. And oh. I have one in my back pocket. It's also in regards to a quarterback, but I'm going to leave it there for now. And we're going to get into NFL, Giants, Jets. Teddy Bridgewater is the big uh, topic conversation around New York football right now. Um, looks good. 
Does he get traded? Does he not? We'll talk about it later. But first, Mr. Alec Argento. Sure. The New York Yankees. Sure. Your your overall just general like you know top line. Someone says, oh, you know, how you been enjoying the Yankees? How you been? How's the baseball season going for you right now? Where are you at uh, from an emotional standpoint? From a fatigue standpoint, all over the Yankees here. I don't know that I've ever been so ambivalent about like a good team before. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're winning baseball again, uh, baseball games again. But how many people are hurt right now? I mean, you you have no Sabathia, you have no. Um, uh, Montgomery, you have no Sanchez, you have no Chapman, mm. Judge, Didi. It's all over the field. Like legitimate players on your team that are pivotal aren't playing. You're playing crappy teams. You're behind in the standings. You're, you know, you might be making up a game or game or two here or there, but for the most part, you're for the next month and a half or a month and a week and so, you're not playing meaningful baseball games. You're just playing games to keep you at even and. It's just not, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's like particularly fun right now to watch the Yankees. Is it weird that your even is like, what are you guys, 10 games up above 500? More than that, maybe, right? Is your, is over, I don't even over know. 15, 20? I'm not sure. With 32 games over 500? 32? No, yeah. Is that correct? I got to look that up. Yeah, I forget. 31, 32. Anyway, um, is, do, is it weird that the Red that's... Red Sox are just 40-something games over. Is it weird that that's your even is my point? Yeah, wow, what am I thinking? 30, I guess the Red Sox have a, a stranglehold on my head right here. But uh, is it weird that that's your even? Yeah, it really is because it's like, you know, in any other season, we'd be I think we're uh, right now we would lead every other division. So this this we would be in any in any other season or outside of like you know the was it the 2001 Mariners. Right. Um this would be the best team in baseball. And nobody's even really nobody even cares because the Red Sox are just doing well. Then again, hopefully this turns out to be like what happened with the Mariners. Right. I mean, for real though, it's a, it's a real thing and and I'm asking you about your fanhood fatigue of like are you like, do you have the same drive to turn on the Yankee game every night? Like, do you have that same passion and interest night in, night out? And obviously, your passion doesn't quite matter. No offense. The fans' passion is good and all, but it's about on the field and about these players. Um, but with the Red Sox being so good for so long, baseball history shows that it's going to turn on its head at one point, right? Not necessarily, because like, you know what? They just, they, uh, during the Yankees game the other day, they, they uh, had a celebration for the 98 team. And that was like the only team that people that was the winningest team in baseball history. If you can, you know, you count the postseason, that wasn't really the only team that ever like lived up to those crazy expectations like that. And at least in modern baseball, um, th- that's what they were talking about. It. I think David Cohen had mentioned that it really wasn't fun playing because they had that. You know, now we have to close. Now we have to close. Now we have to close throughout the entire playoffs. Like you know, always had that giant albatross all over them, but. You got to wonder if the Red Sox are going to have that and, you know, do what the 98 Yankees did or do what right. the Mariners did. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't believe I brain farted on the record so bad. Yeah, because I guess it's in my head. It's 10 like 10 games over. Huh? Yeah, no, 30. It's uh, 34 <laughs> games, 33 games over, uh, depending on what happens here tonight, I guess. Uh, if you guys win this game, that's in the sixth inning of you guys are up 2-1. That'll be your 80th win. And you still feel like you're in no man's land when yep. there's only one other team in the league with 80 wins. It's so weird. Well, especially too, because you look you look at the AL West right now. The AL West, I mean, there's a good chance the Astros get the other wild card game. You want to face Justin Verlander in the wild card game in a one one game wild card game? I don't. <laughs> especially the way that Severino's been pitching since the All Star break. I mean, you know, is he going to be our guy for the for the one game playoff? Most likely, and. You got to imagine Verlander just you know shuts us out like he always does. It's not 
That's not great. You so, gotta hope that you gotta hope that something goes out uh, happens in the in the AL West right now. Has it been a little bit more, a uh, more difficult, or like you have to push yourself a little bit further to turn the game on every night? No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm a loyal fan. I'm gonna watch the Yankees, the Knicks, and the Giants no matter what. I'm, I'm a homer, so right. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just it's I just do it by rote now. I don't get really excited anymore. You're like not too up, not too down. Yeah, because and, and also like every time they play anybody that matters, they like we're, like if it's intra divisional, um, they they suck. Outside they can't of beat the, the Rays. No, they can't <laughs> beat the Rays. They can't beat the the Orioles, who are the worst team in baseball. And in recent the last uh, series, we didn't we could, did not look t- uh, too hot against the Red Sox. I don't know. It's it's not really. I wouldn't say it's too fun right now, but at the same time, I don't know. You got to think that we'll be pretty fresh for the uh, for the playoffs if everyone's hurt right now. Like right. That's, that's yeah, I mean, would you rattle off? Just you just went straight off the top of your head. Eight names of guys yeah. who everybody knows, people who matter. Probably all uh, your best player, Aaron Judge. Uh, your most important bullpen piece are all just Chapman, and your a catcher. Yeah, oh my, like <laughs> and Gary Sanchez, who's become an afterthought because of his struggles, but. You know, Didi uh, Gregorius, who outside of the month of May, uh, or, uh, month of June or whatever it was, has been one of the best players in baseball. I mean, this year he's had yeah. an incredible season. Um, you know, and then it also on, on top of that, you know, Aaron Boone has absolutely no idea what he's doing in in the. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I just I just watched uh, Miguel Rojas just slam a three-run home run because Aaron Boone left Lance Lance Lynn in for 104 pitches when he should have um, had somebody warming up about an inning and a half ago. Well, you know what was really great for me? Watching your face trying to finish a sentence while also watching a three a three run home run gives the Marlins the lead. <laughs> you were you were glancing at me back at the TV back at me and your <laughs> sentence just peeled off so hard. I don't even know what you were saying. You're just like yeah, so the Yankees and uh, uh, and then just pure sadness well, is on your face. It's funny though. I was making a point about how bad Aaron Boone is, and I've been saying that the entire season. And you said, "Alec, you're crazy." When we first started talking about that at the beginning of the season, so well, you were him, crazy for him, being that aggressive in the beginning. No, because you could just tell he's not good. He's everything he's done. I mean, what has he done this year that's been positive? I mean, he's got he's got underperformance from from some of the from Gary Sanchez, right? Who uh, everyone said that Joe Girardi was too hard on him. Maybe we need someone to be a little too hard. Yeah, on him. maybe we need someone to, to to pull him pull him by the bootstraps. Everyone, pull everyone him up. hated Joe Girardi because of his bullpen, you know, Binder Joe and everything like that. Aaron Boone has no idea how to manage the best bullpen in like history. It's he has no idea what he's doing out there. Uh, he tries to be like the players' coach and, and, and friendly to everyone. That's great. You know what? I'm, I've been surprised to not really hear calls for. I wish we still had Joe Girardi. Like I. I haven't seen that. Like, I remember last year, you were on my page here, too, but last year I was sitting on this podcast over and over again, week in, week out, saying, you Yankee fans do not know what you have. Like, Joe Girardi is incredible. Binder Joe may piss you off, but he does a great job. And he gets you there. He gets you in the dance every freaking time. And everybody wanted him out. Uh, We missed the playoffs quite a few times with with Joe Girardi. You never had a losing record. Uh, Never had a losing record. You made the playoffs more often than not. Uh, that's more or less you guys were in it towards the end of the season. Even that one year where you sold off Araldis Chapman and Andrew Miller, you guys were still like competitive and fun for the entire season. It actually got better. That was when Sanders came which, which was weird. But anyway, everybody's like, oh, get Girardi out, get Girardi out, get Girardi out. 
why are people not saying like, oh, I kind of wish we had him now? Or they did they just that that over him? Like, what happened there? I I think a lot of people are pretty ambivalent towards the Yankees right now. I think a lot of people feel the way I do. It's like they're just kind of there until the playoffs start. It's hard to get super passionate about anything specifically with the Yankees because they're just they seem so stuck. It's like they're not going to start just like losing. And, and again, they're stuck as being thirty three games over five hundred. Correct, moment. which is such a weird stuck. Yeah. And I think that's the second best record in baseball. That's like, I mean, there's not even a real... Com- I guess the comparison of that would be when you are Xbox mute. Damn it, didn't work. Anyway, I think the comparison of this, where the Yankees are right now, would basically... The only thing would be in the NBA when you just consistently are the 4 through 7 seed. Yeah, but it's weird because we're in a spot right now where usually this wouldn't affect anyone, right? So this is the opposite of... Like, this is the opposite of what was intention for the wild card, the, the one one game playoff, because it's supposed to you know reward teams, um, be, uh, not reward teams that kind of just barely snuck in, but at the same time, you know when something like this happens, it, it is kind of a shame that the Yankees are gonna or or uh, you know if if it's gonna be the Yankees and the Astros in this wild card game, which it looks like it probably would be. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, you know that kind of sucks. <laughs> it does, you know, but that's like. That's also the baseball purists would argue, which I don't. I don't believe I am, but the baseball purists would argue, ah, the wild card's stupid anyway. If you don't make it, you don't make it. Like if you don't, if you're not in it, then you didn't deserve it. So on one hand, you can turn around and say, well, the Yankees didn't win the division; they don't deserve to be in the there playoffs. There also weren't divisions, and there was like you know two ha- there right. Was- and there's like there's three divisions, yeah. so it's like you can't just do one, one, and one. Then it's like, Ugh. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it. I, 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 I still think you should always try to win your division, right? Of course, yeah. and th- that's why I guess that's the good thing of why it is emphasized so much that you have to win it to ensure your spot in the playoffs. But like you said, you're missing out on a team that actually has championship potential. Two teams, realistically, well, well, obviously one of them will make it in, but two of the best teams in the league, in the Astros and the Yankees, may be in a one-game playoff where you don't get to see Verlander over and over again in a, in a seven-game series or the Yankees in a seven-game can, series. Can you get home field advantage um, in the ALCS or the NLCS with um, coming from a wild card if you have a better record than the uh that's a good question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna guess the, the the division winner gets it no matter what. I don't know. I think, but I don't by, know. I, I would assume it goes by. It record, resets actually. by record. I really do I not know. know. Yeah, I guess I we could look that up, but I'm wonder. not gonna. Are you gonna look it up? No, me no, neither. No, no, no. That would be psycho. But I mean, if you're coming out of the <laughs> if you're coming out of the AL Central, the AL Central sucks. They're yeah, bad. It, and the Indians are like a decent enough team. They they look better by comparison because they're beating up on you know the Twins, the so, uh, the, the yeah. Royals, and so the. It, uh, let me ask you this: In football, divisions matter because you play your division like an extraordinary amount more than anybody else, which is the same in baseball, really, too. Yeah. But you know, you you get your you automatically get into the playoffs. But the wild cards barrier to entry is much less than baseball. Are are you kind of like over this one game playoff, or do you think it's still the way to do this? Um, I I like the idea of having a shortened series for the wild card. It's tough like, because like, do you change it to a two out of three? Like, how does yeah, that work? I, I would ideally you'd like to do that, but logistically it would just make the season significantly longer. Uh, it really because you have to give the off day and everything like that for travel. Right. Um, it's gonna add an extra week, and, and then all then the teams have, that aren't in the wild card game have this weird like five day off period. Yeah, exactly, and and then you're gonna have to um, then you're having in baseball into mid November, you know, and like it's cold weather. Um, 
and you need to give these people the spring training games. You can't lengthen the regular season or shorten the regular season. I guess you can shorten the regular season. But they're not going to. No. Obviously. No. For so, obvious reasons. Yeah, it's just kind of an imperfect system, and I don't think it's ever going to get perfect. You know, I just can't. Yeah. It, just the, the way that it's situated at the moment is, is, is a little tough. Oh, so, man. Yeah, I know. I, I'm never going to do play-by-play on my show. Uh, that's my bad mic impression, by the way. Uh, but the, the Marlins are now tacking on some more runs. It's tough to see. It's tough. It's only, I mean, it's a, oh, wait, wait. So, so Boone put in a, a bullpen, he put a reliever in, and then immediately gave up a hit that scored somebody? Are you saying that like that you're shocked? Happen? Are you choking? Are you are you okay over there? I'm I'm biting back anger. <laughs> I'm biting back anger. So, all right. We, let's talk about Boone at, on a macro level here. Obviously, what happens when you when and if you do make the wild card game, which obviously the odds are you will. Uh, so when that happens, if you guys you know win the wild card game, make a little run, whether it's the ALCS or whether it's whatever whatever it is, if you get past the wild card game, you have a well fought battle in the playoffs. Do you then reconsider Boone? What would Boone have to do from now until the end of the season for him to flip the script for someone like no, you who's negative? I, I I don't. I mean, you should be running away with everything. Like you should be just the fact that we can't beat any crappy teams this year is ridiculous. But how do you how do you blame Gary Sanchez batting under two hundred? How do you blame injuries? How do you blame it's some of you, these things on Aaron thing. Boone? It's not that you can blame one thing. But is he just a fall guy? No, I mean, it's just, it's just when things start piling up, yet there has to be a common denominator, right? I guess. I mean, you know, I think the most important thing, especially in modern day baseball, uh, for a manager to do, and the most difficult thing to do, is to manage a bullpen. Uh, it's not as easy as everyone, you know, everyone thinks you could just put yeah. anyone in there, which it's not, that's not the case. There's a reason our bullpen has looked so good for the, pa- for the past, I mean, anybody that Joe Girardi put into the, into the bullpen looked fantastic. I mean, an- anyone, uh, they're all closers outside of, uh, outside of the Yankees now when they leave. Like, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Seriously. Um, or before they get there too. So I, I mean, Blake know. Parker Robertson. was nothing before he, he, he left the Yankees and everything, you know, like he's one of the, uh, yeah, Blake Parker. Um, Anthony Swarzak, you know, Justin Wilson, all these people, regardless. Um, there seems to be a lot of laziness and, and like, lethargic, uh, lethargy, I guess. Do you think that could come from the Yankees feeling all season like they're doing this great job? No. And then they look up and see they're still 10 games back and say, well, we're not going to catch them. And subliminally, they 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 waved the the flag. They did in the beginning of the season when they were down seven and a half games in, in the first month. Um, and then they came back, and then they just haven't showed that since. Isn't that funny, though? Isn't that funny? That's something I – oh, I, you know, actually, we were talking yesterday before we record this. We were talking about what we want to talk about on today's program. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say is like how I always think it's very interesting to like look back to the preseason and what we thought was going to happen, and it's interesting to look back after the first month. That Think about the whirlwind of the Yankee season. They were World Series or bust before the season started, basically. Everybody was picking them to be the best team. Uh, what exactly was the Red Sox trajectory? Who thought – did they, people think they were going to be great? Like, what happened there? I mean, I did. I, I they, they were a great team last year. They won the division, and they got better by adding J.D. Martinez. Right. So, well, it, it still felt – I guess maybe the Yankees just had some more hype. So, maybe I just heard about them more. Well, Obviously, we're in, New, in York. New York. Yeah, yeah, of course. But then the Yankees start – not great. Very, very bad start for Yankee standards. Then they scream back, have an incredible June, and they're back on top, or back almost on top. To think about the up and down of the season has been, it's been a lot for them. And I, I could imagine in that clubhouse, 
you feel like you've been scratching and clawing kind of all season. You started with your back against the wall. That has to just get fatigue on them mentally and physically. And plus with all these injuries, I mean, it almost sounds like we're talking about the Mets with all the injuries. <laughs> I think for real, think about it. It sounds like we're talking about the Mets like the Yankees aren't 33 games over 500. Exactly. That's the weird part. That's the weird part, too. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. And when I work, uh, I listen to the callers from when I'm at work at the fan or whatever, and and I hear people call in. They're almost like helpless. They're like, they're, they're going crazy because they don't know what to go crazy about. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's exactly what it is. It, it's because every, you can't afford any loss. When in baseball, you're going to lose every now and then. You're, it's like, you know, they always say you're going to win 60 games, you're going to lose 60 games, and the rest is what de- determines your season. Right. That's what's going on right now. It's, it's, I don't know what to do about this. It's and just, you're, wait, you're a big proponent of this saying here of, uh, you know, you can't win the World Series in, in uh, April or May, but you can lose it in April and May. And you guys almost did that. Like, you almost had no, that moment. Yeah, look, we but, did. That's what happened. We lost it in April. We lost the division in April. Even though we caught up, we, we, we shot our wad. You know, it's like we, we're, we're, you're out of it because you're putting all your effort into getting back into it. And since we're segueing from football... Uh, since we will be segueing to football in a few minutes here, I, it's just so interesting how baseball is such a fluid sport where the season is so long and it's nuanced and there's things happening every day that change the narrative. So the conversation just gets lost every week. You know, every week there's a new story. There's a new reason the Yankees are either doing good or struggling or Greg Bird's back and Greg Bird's cold again. No, he's never he's, been back. He's been, oh, I mean, he's it, never yeah. been back in his entire career. Greg Bird has been one of the weirdest stories for me of the Yankee season because if you're not watching night in, night out, you think he's on a hot streak every third day, and you think he's on a cold streak every third day. Because you, you look yeah, on Twitter, and it's he, like, oh, Greg Bird, swing looks Here's great. a hill I'll die on for then, you. Greg yeah. Bird will never be a competent first baseman who will play <laughs> anything close to a full season and will bat anything close to 250. Man, I, I wish I wrote down some of the calls I hear, because I had a call uh, come in about Greg Bird, and he goes down there, and he's like, he's like, you know, I, I think we need to send Greg Bird down to AAA and uh, and, and, and the, 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 and the single the host goes. Home. Well, who do you want to replace him with? He goes. Ah, I'm sure we got somebody tall. <laughs> the guy had no plan. No, that's the plan. The guy had no plan. Yo, give me somebody who's tall. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> oh, what what do you God. think Greg Bird is doing that's so great that you can't replace him with tall guy? I don't know, man. You give tall guy as many reps as Greg Bird has. And hey, be fun. according to Greg Bird, he has what, like 7,000 more at-bats to be uh, a below-average baseball player? Is that, what, is that what's he, going on? He said something in a post-game recently about, he's like, you know, I try not to get too up, too down, which is probably the right attitude. He's like, I don't get up too up, too down. I have about 7,000 more at-bats in my career to, to work this thing out. Yeah, until, maybe in the minors. It's a lot of confidence right yeah, there. Yeah, maybe home. Maybe when you're Dry coaching, swings in your mirror. Coaching your, your son's Little League team. <laughs> uh, speaking of Little League, shout out Staten Island. Shout out Mid-Island Little League. My uh, alma mater, if you will, of baseball. Uh, as the last time we checked, they were losing to Hawaii tonight. But they're not out. Double elimination. This will be their first loss. Shout out, Manon. Actually, you know, I, maybe I'll try to pull some strings. Get my old coach, uh, Joe Cal. Maybe I'll try to get him on the pod. That'd be cool. That could be cool. Nah, I don't know. Nah, you're not into it? You're not a big literally World Series guy? I usually, no, I I'm care. not either, to be honest. But obviously, have some ties here, being Staten Island, being New York. Kind of cool. Happens to be my old coach. So, you know, I'm oh, in. For I, sure. I'm in this year. For, for sure. sure. Uh, I mean, who has time to uh, watch the League World Series where you can watch the Marlins beat the Yankees? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one more last question on the Yankees before we move on to football here, and that's in regards to pitching. So you guys obviously made the move for Jay Happ. 
and Lance Lynn, who subsequently blew the game tonight. But Boom blew the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, a lot of people are also all over Twitter and all over the phone calls around New York saying, why do we need to make these trades? Like, where's Justice Sheffield? Where's Chance Adams? Like, these guys we've been hearing about, all these names we've been hearing about. Look at his, his numbers in the minors. Like, he looks great. Well, that's Cashman. What's going on here? Cashman's doing something. He's doing some kind of trickery. What is that? What, like, I don't know. Because well, Boone's not making the decisions. Obviously to, not. Yeah, so it's it. Cashman must be trying to leverage something or save. I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of analytical thing to make sure that he doesn't blow his arm out like a lot of people tend to do when they come into. You think that could be it? He's at, he's at the youngest, a young enough point where if he came up and threw too many high, high. Uh, well, I mean, they, they limit their innings there. in the minors significantly. Like, they don't think they go past five innings or something like that ever. It's, they they don't like go deep into games and, and and the high intensity was the word I could not think of. There. Yeah, high intensity pitches. You think that could? Yeah, and the season. So you think that could be the reason? Significantly longer too. You know, he's never pitched into this deep into the season right in his entire life. It takes a tear, a toll. On so you're not you're not one who's upset about that. No, I would have liked to have seen him. I would have liked to him in, as opposed to Luis Sessa. Oh, Luis Sessa is the worst. I think he's the bane of Yankees fans' existence. Uh, there's plenty of banes in my existence. On the Yankees, rank. Let's rank your banes. <laughs> uh, Boone for sure. Boone Greg, is Greg, the bane. Greg Bird for sure. Okay. Um, Sessa for sure. Um, I don't really know if there's many past that. It was Stanton for a long time. One got traded. Oh, Chase and Shreve. Oh, Ch- <laughs> <laughs> so well, he's gone, gone and forgotten. I mean, I, you could have told me that name. I I would have always like five minutes after he was traded. I'm like, who? <laughs> I, I wiped I, your memory on yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah, that was just completely gone. I memento that. Um, yeah, Chase and Shreve was definitely up there. Uh, yeah, it's it's really so, just, wait. Has, has Stanton moved on from being a bane I, of your? I told myself the entire he? season once he gets to two seventy, I could stop hating him, and then once he got to two eighty, I could start liking him. And if he gets to two ni- two ninety, I love him. Where's he at? The two eighty five, I think. Last uh, I he's creeping up there. Yeah, but you know, it, it, the more situations that the Yankees are in where they actually could do some damage is the one he'll lower the battering average. You know, if they if they're doing well, he's gonna do worse. That's how it works. Mm. The better they're doing, the better he does. So he's still on the realm of Baines, unfortunately. No, nah, he's he's just fine at this point for me. Yeah, no I mean, he is your he's best. No Greg he's your best Greg hitter. Went over six yesterday. Makes him, it a walk, dude. Without him and Andujar right now, you guys are nothing. Andujar is my dude. Andujar is the I love, dude. I love my. I love me some Mickey. I, I, I'm on the record from like the beginning of like uh, from, from spring training saying this guy is going to be awesome. Big facts. And that's why we don't trade for Manny Machado. Uh, how about uh, how about Bryce Harper? Like apparently getting waved and all this crap and getting picked up and traded and you know, Twitter was like kind of blowing up. Daniel Murphy second? that I don't know about. He's on, he's on the Cubs now. Yeah. No. Besides that, like people were saying that he has like a problematic past and stuff like that. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything, I, uh, some kind of allegations I don't know about? Not good at second base? Like, I don't know. I thought he got better. <laughs> like, what? I, I didn't hear any of that. I don't know. I was listening to, to sports radio today, and they were talking about uh, uh, they were talking about how Daniel Murphy has some kind of, like, record of doing something wrong. I don't know. Bizarre. Maybe it's speculation. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I, never, I had never heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. Daniel Murphy. I like that guy. Yeah, he led to some good moments for me. Did, did Mets fans actually like him when he was on the Mets? I did. People didn't for yeah, some people reason. Didn't like him. People didn't like him. I was like, this guy is just a freaking pro hitter, man. He's a pro hitter. He knows what he's. He knows. He knows to do a stick. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He knows his way around a stick. <laughs> Anyways, this is Sports by New York podcast. Pete Kennedy and Alec Argento here, chit chatting about some Foosball. sports stuff. 
And now, uh, yeah, let's move our way on to football. And uh, I know I asked you this before, so I know your answer. But to the listeners, have you guys been watching Hard Knocks? Because I have been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Alec, why are you not a Hard Knocks guy? I don't know. I just don't ever. It's I, last one I watched was the Bengals one with Gio Bernard. It's, it's the same storylines every <laughs> year. It's you know rookie drives his mom's car. It's the, that was Gio Bernard, by right? The way. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just don't actually care about the Browns, and I don't want. They just like play it up and everything. Like it's like it's fun. The Browns are kind of fascinating. I guess I don't know. The Browns are the Browns. Like they they'll never be good in my opinion. Over on over under five and a half wins for the Browns. Under under under. That would be that would be plus odds, by the way. I believe I checked today. I think plus one thirty. Four or five wins this year. It's plus one thirty for the under on the Browns, because obviously everybody who's on hard knocks, people fall in love with them. Oh, this guy's the best. I love this guy. I love this team. This blah 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 blah. People get way too hyped up because of hard knocks. So obviously the public is just crushing the over for the Browns. I'm I'm assuming, and even though they do seem like a more talented team, if they win five games, that's five more than last year. Who is the um? Who so, is the Patriots uh, defensive back uh, who who got cut a couple years ago and then he went or he got traded to the Browns and everyone was going crazy because they couldn't believe he got cut in his prime. He got traded in his prime. Oh, uh, linebacker Jamie yeah. Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins, and mm-hmm. then he never did anything on the Browns, right? Yeah, that's what, well, he was okay. Yeah, but uh, that's what, but I'm just saying he was like he was an incredible uh, linebacker on, on the Patriots and he goes to the Browns and he's just there. Right. This is what's going to be the the Browns' eternity. Is you know Jarvis Landry is going to go there, Marcus Peters is going to go there, Baker Mayfield. Like they're, they're just going to be the Browns. Like they're never not going to be the Browns. And now their offensive line stinks too because their Hall of Fame left tackle is gone, and his blind side is going to be completely open. Um, the one hill. This is not my hill, but this is my 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 hill right now. Why why does somebody want Des Bryant on their team right now? I like Des Bryant. I I think I think Des Bryant. Was a product of a crappy quarterback for the past two years. Oh, why? Well, this isn't a new take for me. This is this has been my take for for a bit now. That was a sarcastic. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, Dak couldn't throw down past twenty yards, and which is he couldn't throw lob balls for Des Bryant, which was his bread and butter his entire career. Correct. Maybe you know, maybe you have a gigantic receiver on the. Maybe you don't try to put him. Try to you know if Cole Beasley is your leading receiver as opposed to Des Bryant when Des Bryant towers over everyone else. Yeah. You're not a good quarterback. I believe since Dak started, uh, but even the year or two before that, which I guess was Tony Romo injured, so a bunch of other quarterbacks, uh, Dez is at, like his catch percentage is like 50% or under. When like good receivers like Larry Fitzgerald and like the ones who don't mess up and there's like like rock solid receivers are above 60%, 65% catch rate. And he was on like forty eight percent, fifty percent. Yeah, this is a direct. But that could be a product, like you said, a product of the quarterback. And you I know, mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you would have learned that Des Bryant, from two thousand twelve to twenty seventeen, most receiving touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah, Des Bryant's dope. I hate him, but he did have a tic- <laughs> he did have a tickle fight with um, with Odell Beckham, which kind of makes me love him. Um, yeah, I I just don't. Th- I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to get excited about preseason ever yeah of course and but that's what hard knocks is it's just like you know getting excited about preseason so it's all these storylines and everything like that but at the end of the day 
Half, first, half the storylines won't be on the team. Exactly. It's it, it's you just get attached to people who you're, don't really matter. Or if they are, they're special teams players. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, you fall in love with the coach every year. You fall. In Bob lo- Wiley. Yeah. He 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 blew up on Twitter today. I know. I, I, I partaked in the in the tweets about him. No, he, he's funny. He's definitely funny. He looks like a cartoon version of Andy Reid when Andy Reid already looks like a cartoon version of like literally Mr. McGill. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if this guy has a Twitter, Bob Wiley, but if it did, he got a YouTube channel. Yeah. His bio could be amateur magician, O-line coach, zoologist enthusiast, or zoology enthusiast, drives a white Maserati. I, that's awesome. Like Again, I don't watch it, but knowing that this guy is gigantic human being. That Huge. Guy, that guy weighs four, <laughs> did bills. You see four, the, four the, bills, right? Did you see the compilation video of every time he says, like, hut? And his, no, and his gut it. just like bounces. <laughs> no, that's incredible. And his, his, his gut just goes up like three inches. That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic. But um, the fact that he does magic in his spare time and has a YouTube channel, that's just incredible. It's, I mean, it was my favorite part of the episode. I was watching it at work, so I couldn't like laugh that loud. Uh, but I had it on with a headphone, and I couldn't help but like be chuckling to myself when he was going through offensive line film, and every couple slides would be like an animal, and he would say why the hog would, would never be would never fall over because their base is wide and they got a good base. He's like, you got to be like the hog. You ever try to tackle a hog? Probably didn't fall over. Like <laughs> this guy, this guy is outrageous. But anyways. Let's move on and talk about the Jets and the Giants. And let's start with the Jets because that has been not only a New York storyline, but a like an actual national storyline in regards to the NFL. And that's if Teddy Bridgewater should A, start on the Jets, B, be benched on the Jets and you know wait for somebody to either have their quarterback injured or maybe he should be the Jets quarterback, or C, actually start week one because he might be the best quarterback on the Jets right now. And it's, it's become a big conversation, and I know you haven't watched like a ton of him this preseason, but I'm sure you've seen some. You've heard the storylines. You'd like Teddy before this happened. So how do you feel, ABC? Well, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, – we were just talking before the podcast. I don't think that the Vikings should have let him go and signed Kirk Cousins for all that money in the first place. I think it was silly. But just like by principle, you should – I don't think Sam Darnold is ready to start in the NFL, just regardless – and if you have Teddy Bridgewater there and you think he could be something worth, uh, uh, you know, be an asset to another team, start him out there, let him prove something, get his trade value up from there. Uh, you know, this is all speculation from, like, people that aren't GMs. So if you actually put something on the field uh, during, you know, regular against first units and everything With like that. With non-vanilla defenses the whole night. Yeah, right. and, and Teddy Bridgewater was good. He's not a yeah. bad quarterback before he got hurt. I mean, he was young and everything and unproven, but... He definitely showed flashes, and he was, you know, he probably would have taken that team to the playoffs last year. People forget that he basically beat the Seahawks in the playoffs uh, a couple of years back before he got hurt. But mm-hmm. Blair Walsh, I think it was. Oh, people don't forget. That. I think it was Blair. Well, yeah. people in Minnesota definitely yeah, don't, people forget, don't that. forget that. Uh, was it Blair? It was Blair yeah, Walsh, right? Blair yeah. Walsh. He missed like a, what was it, like a thirty-five yard field goal. Shankopotamus. Oh there. my God, blew he it. Would have beat the Seahawks. After he got cut after that. How do you not? Yeah. Had he not? Sometimes some people may forget that he had the Seahawks beat in the playoffs. Um, Same draft as as uh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles finally started to look like a real quarterback last year too. Uh, you're drinking the PMT juice. No, Blake Bortles looked good last year. Uh, he looked great. I didn't say he was incredible. Competent. You know what? This was my take from last year that uh, I'm going to resurface again this year. I think it's become more and more prevalent in the NFL. Um, I was listening to one of the Ringer podcasts with Kevin Clark, and he was kind of going on this thing like. It's easier to play quarterback in the NFL now than ever 
based on the rule changes, based on the the uh, sophistication of the offenses. And he's like, the hit rate on these young quarterbacks is getting higher and higher and higher. So my thing was, everyone says it's quarterback league, it's quarterback league, quarterback league. I get that. I agree with it. But it seems more and more important to just have a competent quarterback if you have a team full of good pieces. Because if you have, like, by all accounts, I think Matt Stafford is way better than Case Keenum, better than Kirk Cousins. His team is not nearly as good as the Vikings, and he won't be as good as the, the Vikings team last year because the Lions are kind of a wreck. But Mike Zimmer is a good coach. Their defense was incredible. They have a solid cast of receivers and tight ends that can run the ball a little bit. I mean, do you find that it doesn't – like, you don't need the Aaron Rodgers to be the best team in the league. You can have uh, no. You can have the Teddy Bridgewaters, the Kirk Cousins, the Case Keenums if you're paying other people and spending your money not on quarterback. Yeah, but what is that one? I mean, I, I guess Nick Foles won, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, a backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was, but, I mean, outside of that – what crappy quarterbacks really won? I guess Peyton Manning was really crappy when he won with the Broncos, too. Right. And, like, Joe Flacco well, had, like, a really good year that year. No, but Joe like, Flacco sucks. Was he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know, Eli well, Manning isn't, like, a, wrong. the that best won't, player no, in won't, the world. Take that back. And he's I not mean, the best player in the uh, world. I was, I was listening to you, and then, <laughs> then you said something stupid, and now we're back to square one here, Pete. Uh, Eli Manning was the best quarterback in the world and continues to be. And he's like six all time in passing yards. So people forgot that. Plus, he has, no one forgets that. Giant, Giants fans <laughs> remind people of that all the time. <laughs> uh, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's kind of weird though. Giants fans either love Eli or like I don't really we'll, know. We'll, yeah. we'll kind of tear him down. Yeah, you're right. You're right for sure. And uh, I try. I try not to tear him down. I try to be freaking honest about it. Uh, you you want a hot take for the year? Sure. Gi- Giants. Uh, two hot takes. I guess it makes sense because they're playing each other in week one. Jags are not as good of a team as they were last year. All right. Giants are a lock for at least a wild card this year. Wow. I'm actually on you with the Jack. I'm on you right now. Nice. I'm, I'm literally on <laughs> this, now. This is kind of hot. <laughs> I'm on the Jaguars going down. Like, I'm selling Jaguar stock right now. I mean, I don't know if, if Blake Bortles is truly competent. They clearly didn't even trust him in the playoff game last year. Well, they have like uh, almost a minute left or something like that in their last drive, and they they sat on the ball. I think people they didn't give him a chance. I think people will key in, uh, will figure a little bit more out with Leonard Fournette. I'm not saying you can stop him, but you know you can limit him and mitigate his damage that he did last year. And sure. and defenses being healthy year in year out is just tough. Yeah, it's just tough. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's just I mean, although they do have people like Jalen Ramsey, who's just so dope. He is so dope. How do you feel about his comments? Talking trash. Uh, he's an idiot, <laughs> but he doesn't have to be smart to be a uh, a competent um, cornerback. That, that's probably fair. Uh, all right, we, we got off track there. Let's get back to I'm the sorry. Jets here. So, A, B, C, you said that they need to trade him. Am I, am I wrong? No, I think they should start him yeah, for a couple and weeks. Then get look to trade him. Well, if he's good. Right. And if he's not, then you fine. You just put Darnold in there, right? What happens if Teddy Bridgewater were to start on the New York Jets and go 3-1? and one? Well, that's what happened last year with 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 McCown, right? McCown, oh, oh, he overstayed his welcome, kind of a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and now he's still there. But it's, at the <laughs> end of the day, it's about building culture. Yeah. So what does it matter? I'm buying Todd Bowles stock. I'll tell you what, I like Todd Bowles. I've liked him last year. Worst case scenario, you have a Nick Foles, Carson Wentz situation, which is you know, well, what was that best? That's best case scenario. That would be yeah. I was gonna say that's best case scenario. Yeah. Because Sam Darnold being Carson Wentz would be best case scenario. Isn't it crazy that the, the, the Eagles aren't trading Nick Foles? Well, Carson Wentz isn't clear to play yet. Oh, he's not? He's not clear for contact yet. Oh, he's okay. practicing, but he's not clear for contact. 
Um, the Teddy Bridgewater thing is very interesting just because he's such a likable guy and all the reports who talk about the Jets locker room and the quarterback room, they just speak so beautifully about Teddy Bridgewater. Beautifully. Huh? Like, they, dude, they said he smiles. poetic, yeah. He's got this great smile. He has a great presence. He's brought Sam Darnold under his wing, even though, like, he's competing for the job. And they talk about him like he's, like, this amazing person. And I'm, I'm buying it. I'm all in on that. But if Sam Darnold's the future, what what's a future. bad what's a bad amount of time for him to sit? Like, is there a portion of the season that's a bad amount of time for him to sit? Uh, I guess it depends on the on the person, right? Because you could have an Aaron Rodgers who sits on the bench for a couple of years and then it's dope. Yeah, or Davis Webb when Eli Manning gracefully retires into the sunset, uh, and then Davis Webb uh, takes over the helm and is a, the next Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know that works too, right? Um, that could work in like four more years when Eli Manning finally doesn't have anything in the tank, which is not <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think I think you just kind of feel it out. I I I don't like Sam Darnold. Like as like I like I don't think that he was worth the pick. Um, okay, I, I'm not really confident in any of those quarterbacks, which is why oh. I was happy with the Giants taking Saquon Barkley. Okay, um, I think who well, is cleared to practice again? Oh yeah. Uh, be, he's gonna be awesome. I, I bought a jersey. Well, I got a jersey coming in the mail. Nice for Saquon. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you let him. You let Teddy Bridgewater or, wh- or whoever is the best in training camp. Or you can't just reward somebody for having a couple more years of experience. But if if if, if Teddy is the best quarterback on the staff, you start Teddy, and until you feel that he's struggling, and then you can replace him because he's on a one year contract. Right? right, it's really a low risk thing there, and I mean it's the same if, thing as McCown last year. If you remember back to the preseason last year, people thought the Jets had like an abysmal roster, and they won five games. But that's football. That's why I hate every year when people are like, "Oh, their schedule is tough. Oh, they have such an easy." Oh. You, it's ridiculous. You have no idea what's get, what's what every team changes so dramatically year to year, except for the Browns um, <laughs> <laughs> and the Patriots. It's the yeah, the bookends. Exactly, yeah. They're bookends. It's the best team in the league and the worst team. In the exactly. League. I mean, the the Eagles were not a good team two years ago, and they're no. the, they're the best team. And I think they're going to regress too, um, uh, significantly. I don't think that they actually have the talent that to to sustain something like. Did you that. hear? Oh, you didn't hear because you didn't watch Hard Knocks in the in the preview. For the next episode of Hard Knocks, Michael Kendricks, who was on the Eagles last year, stated that the Browns have more talent this year than the Eagles did last year. Honestly, I don't know that they don't. I mean, talent? Sure, right? Yeah, but what does it matter? What what does it matter if Hugh Jackson has one win in 32 games? But you know... But you know what? I mean, the Eagles were have always been the Eagles until last year. You know, they they were always a losing franchise. You're only a choker until you're not. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I I, uh, I, I don't think the Eagles are going to be that good. I don't think they have a lot of superstars on that team. I really don't. I mean, their their receiving court got by with no talent last year. Alshon. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, but how? Is, is yeah, it, no, it's fair. But I mean, receivers maybe. And game. this hurts me to say, hurt. as somebody who played wide receiver in his uh, limited high school is, year, I'm just saying it hurts for me to say this out loud. But wide receivers might be the least important positions on a football team. I disagree with that uh, entirely. Uh, I mean, it. Out it, of the eleven and eleven for offensive defense, what's less important than a wide receiver? Tight end. I don't know. Fullback, if you have it on the roster. Well, full. I'm saying a right guard. I'm saying you're in. You're in spread. A center. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think your tackles are much more. Let's important talk than about you. it. Units. Units. Offensive line is a unit. The wide receiver unit, and then quarterbacks its own unit. Running backs its own unit. Running backs probably the least important. You think so? 
Running backs are having a little resurgence. I don't know. I know it's it's I, like these I, running backs I mean, by I, committee I have mean, this obviously, resurgence. Here. Obviously, you work in tandem, right? Right. You have to have at least some kind of capacity and anything. I mean, the Giants had no running game. Had a great receiving core last year. Well, two years ago, it didn't really matter, right? Because yeah. you need to have one to have the other. You need to have a good offensive line to have a good running game to have a good receiving core. And, right. And, but know. I think like a good quarterback makes a bad receiving core look better than a. Good receiving well, core would look a, make I don't a know bad about I think it's probably equal. If that makes sense. I think it's probably I, – I think the offensive line is the most important part. Right. And I would agree. you got to build inside out. But not all offensive linemen are created equal. Of course. You know? That's interesting, man. So, like oh, – never mind. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where you're going there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great news, though, for Giants offensive line, which has been such a bad, <laughs> bad part of their team – People are like really loving Will Hernandez. Oh yeah, Nate Solder seems like a gem. Oh yeah, saw him do a couple of interviews uh, on some radio shows and whatnot. Uh, seems like a gem. Yeah, didn't he have like cancer twice or something like his that? His kid. Uh, that's that's his awesome. kid has like gone through so much chemo and I stuff. Heard he's like but he's one doing of the good. nicest guys in the world. Seemed like a like a just a joy. Yeah, um, absolute joy. Yeah, but I actually, I, it's weird because I actually think Eric Flowers will be rel- if he's he, I guess he's going to be our starting right tackle. Um, yes. <laughs> well, well, I don't know because it might be John Jerry, right? I do not know. Oh. But he actually, I, like, I, I think he'll actually be average now. Right. Which is all his you natural can position. For. Yeah, I don't need him to be good. He's a right tackle. It's not as important as a left tackle. Um, so Soda would be will be fine. Um, I don't like the Brett Jones is our starting center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's fair. Uh, and who's our left guard right now? I would have to look it up. I, I couldn't know. tell you. No, it's Will Hernandez. No, he's a right guard, isn't no, he? No, I think he's the left guard. Oh, then our left side is awesome. Yeah, that's the point. I think that's the point. That's awesome. Then we'll have Saquon, Saquon going that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so Sorry. we're not going to go No, we're not gonna go through all these over-unders here, but I want to just touch on um, the Giants over-under. Sure. Which is, I believe it's, it's actually... Low. I think it's like five and a half or six and I think a half. It's six, I think it's up to seven and a half now. And I will double oh, check. They're starting that. to get wise. Huh? Yeah, they're starting to get wise. I checked it earlier today, but I forget. I'm going to pull it up as we talk. And uh, the the Jets are right below that at six and a half. If Oof. if one if you had That's a, a tough one. if you had to put your money on one of the two New York teams to hit the over, what would it be? Giants. The Giants. I, that the Jets one, I I, I could totally see them going over, like without a doubt. I just don't think it's a lock. I also think that's a pretty good division, the AFC uh, East. I think it's, a, you know, uh, besides the Patriots, I think the Dolphins are pretty good, and I think the, the Bills are pretty good. Well, the Bills don't – well, they have Josh Allen probably going to be starting. Oh, yeah. Rocket arm. You like Josh Allen. Is that right? I think he's got a great arm. <laughs> I, didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say he's going to be a good quarterback. Well, I guess you're not wrong with that. I mean, the guy's arm is incredible. Uh, maybe not as incredible as Patrick Mahomes, by the way. Did you see his freaking throw? No. Yeah. 70 yards in the air. Touchdown. Tyreek Hill. What, what, wait, what's the over-under on how many weeks until Lamar Jackson starts? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, he great. Yeah, not really. You don't think so? I've only seen highlights. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Right, but obviously I'm not. Oh, the problem of me only seeing highlights from preseason? Okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Wait, by the way, I'm looking through my uh, little book here, and there's a section for you can bet on next coach fired. Oh, that's a good one. I'll tell you one person's not going to be. Hugh Jackson. Dude. Oh, my God. It has been rough for that, like for him. It's been rough. You know what he said at the round table? He basically went on a whole rant. Oh, it's, it's, it's You Jason saw this Garrett. part? No, I'm just thinking it's Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's the next coach to get fired. You think so? 100%. Is that because of the hill you're going to die on in a little bit? No, it's just because who else is on that much of a hot seat? If they, if they don't make the playoffs this year, which I don't think they will, 
there's no other there's no other head coaches that have been around that long that have like zero clout. All right, so I just double. That's correct. Uh, uh, no, he has more clout. I think they like him in Dallas. Well, yeah, because he's yes man to Jerry. But if, <laughs> but if Jerry's not getting wins, he's out of there. Fair. And then so is Dak because his contract's about to be up. Anyway, real quick to just verify these two numbers Take here. Tony Romo out of the booth. Giants are at an even seven, and the Jets are at an even six. No halves on those numbers. I made that part up. See, I think the Jets get six, and I think the Giants get eight or nine. Well, uh, I think minus 175 on the over for the Giants. So Vegas agrees. Wow. That's interesting, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, minus 175, minus 175 to go over. That's that's not great odds. I don't. Who's touching no, that? Who's I, don't, t- I wouldn't go there. I might I might do it anyway. No, I can't. That's I, I terrible. I so much money football season. <laughs> Thank God the Yankees have been kind to you, actually, which is surprising. I pick my spots. You pick your want. spots. Well, you I'm pick your lose, little spots. I'm going to lose tonight. All right. Well, anyways, the last thing we want to do here, and I think we already – basically said what you had to say and you've said it on the podcast many times but why don't you just die for me one more time I just, on your I hill gave you like three years or can you, on throughout the podcast can you just live can you just stand on the top of the, the Dak Prescott sucks hill one last time for me before the season starts I don't know if we're going to talk to you on the podcast before the season starts I want you to go on record right now and wax poetic about your feelings for the Dallas Cowboys starting oh, quarterback Pete, Pete. this is the problem you might think I'm a hot take guy, but in my head, I'm not a hot take guy. I don't. I can't just fabricate something. Everything in my head is 100% factual. So you, I, I gave you like three hot takes for what your opinion that I that I said on the podcast, and I'll just defend to the end of the the, the day. That's fine, but I want specifically. I, one? I specifically want you to do your thing that I've heard numerous times. You've said on this podcast a couple times because you know what you know what's actually factual, and I'm going to give you some props here. Is that people are more and more in line with what you've been saying for over a year now about Dak Prescott than what Since I've. They came into the league. Whatever. Since you've been saying on this podcast <laughs> two for and over a, a year. two years now. It's two still, years now. It's still over a year. Okay, I was being gen, 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 generic, gen, general, yeah, sure. whatever. Anyway, people are starting to be more in line with what you say about Dak Prescott than what a lot of Dak Prescott defenders have said. Over the past couple of seasons, now I can't I, believe he's I've he's never brought up anymore. I didn't even know he was still in the league. I mean, I he, he is out. he is the starting quarterback. I, th- of the I thought Dallas he was Cowboys. out of the league by now. <laughs> he is the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, which does mean something. I guess. Um, anyway, I was always in the middle. I was like, he's definitely not a bad quarterback. I still feel that way. He's not a bad quarterback. I think he's very average. I think with good pieces, he'll be good and he'll win games and yada yada yada. He won nine games last year. They just didn't make the playoffs. All right. Where are you standing on Dak Prescott right now? What do you want to make known to the Sports Blog New York podcast listeners before we say goodbye? I th- I think the Cowboys are have a good shot of coming in last in the division this year. A very good shot of coming in last in the division this year. Um, and I think that Jason Garrett will 100% be fired by the end of the season, regardless of their record, because they're not going to win a Super Bowl, and Jerry Jones is ready to find a fall man on somebody, uh, and it's totally him. And Des Bryant will have more receiving yards than whoever the leading receiver is on the Cowboys this year. Wow. Whatever team he goes to. I like how you turned your hot take about Dak Prescott into three other takes about other people. And that's, that was, that was well done. Bravo to you. I I do think Des is going to have a great season wherever he goes. I think Des, if you just utilize his talents, he can still do a lot of damage. I don't think so. You, Cole, you should say um, Cole Beasley. You should good. say I'm so uh, angry. Cole Beasley is like a <laughs> professional football player. It was like 
was like a pro bowler. Like you sucks. should say unless Dez goes to the Browns, because then all bets are off. No, I mean that's not true. I mean, uh, what's his name? Like Terrell Pryor Senior was putting up numbers where he was senior. Yeah, senior. He's one of those senior guys. Yeah. I think. Well, um, he he was just Terrell Pryor, and then he he let everybody yeah, know yeah, that yeah, he got he, down and dirty. Exa- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Ter- Josh Gordon, man. He's he, every time he's on the field, he actually puts up numbers. You think is he pull like a J.R. Smith this year? Like, you, where, where, where like I, I know he was already in Cleveland, but like where he goes, where he's like gets his head right because there's nothing to distract him anymore in Cleveland. And he's been in Cleveland the whole I know, time. It's kind of <laughs> different though. But like he's like he just seems like he's actually doing his job. And it he's does. And he's stuff. back on the team now. I, like and all, I love Josh Gordon, man. I always try to get him in fantasy too, just for when he comes back. You know. I hope Joe, Joe Gordon does does well this year. Cool. Um, oh, by the way, just quickly, and I assume your answer is is this. Uh, all right, can we say this? Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFC East. When healthy. Barring health. Yes. Just he's, say, just say yes. So we can move he's on. He's not won a Super Bowl. Okay. He's never won a Super right Bowl. Right now, dude. He's not even the best quarterback 20- on his team. He's <laughs> not even the best quarterback on his team. All right. The Eagles have the best quarterback in the NFC East. So I'll say yeah, that. Okay, that's fair. Fine. It, Whoever well, no, it is. He's actually on the Giants. Um, Whatever. So All right. You think about Eli Manning. And you would take Eli Manning over Alex Smith? Uh, I think it's a wash. It's a while. Okay, fine. Actually, you know what? In I, terms of, in that's term, fair. In terms I would of take like talent level. I mean, but I, I, I don't know. If you if you're in the playoffs, I don't want Alex Smith in the playoffs. I don't care how old Eli is. I want Eli over Alex Smith. Fair. And do you say easily Dak Prescott worst quarterback in the, in the oh 100 percent fair? Okay, so here's my hill that I'm going to stand on top of and hopefully hopefully stay alive to. Um, and here it is. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Chosen Rosen will be the best quarterback of the rookie class. And that's the hill that I'm putting myself on top of. And the only way it down, Alec, is if the chosen Rosen comes in and saves me himself or if I have to jump with no parachute. So that's the hill I'm dying on. And I think this is what's going to happen. You want to do a quick ranking of the, uh, of, of the, uh, rookies, the rookie quarterbacks this year at the end of the season? Uh, you want to do it now, like predict? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, I, two, more, two more minutes of this podcast sounds fantastic. So let's do it. You go for it. Let me hear it. I'm saying Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Huh? In Sam Bradford's fantastic way, will start the season, look good, and then get hurt in week four, and then chosen. Oh, you just meant to say Sam Darnold. Oh you? no, no, no! I meant <laughs> Sam Bradford, and get hurt in week four like he does, and Josh Rosen will come in and look competent. Look tough, make those good throws down the middle of the field. Larry Fitzgerald will have another year with 100 catches, which is just how incredible. Is, how old is Larry? He's like 38 or something like that, 37. Uh, Dude, he. I looked at his stats today. He's had 100 no, catches no. like three years in a row. No, he had, I think he had Insane. the best statistical season last year or something like that. Insane. But so it's, it's, got it's the LeBron factor. Like you, you, you got to say it every year, or, or, or until he like goes down, that he's going to be fine. But and David Johnson's going to be back. Great security blanket for Mister Rosen. Ah, I don't know that David Johnson's going to do anything. I mean, this is like when Jamal Charles comes back. And no, but he didn't tear his ACL, did he? Did he not? I thought he tore his wrist up or something. No, I thought he tore his. I thought he tore something in his leg. Maybe he did. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought it was something that was just anyway. Josh Rosen, and then I'm going to put. I'm going to put. Oh, fuck. I hate to say this, but I really, really like Baker Mayfield's skill set. And I'm, I, uh, nope, I'm sticking with my pre-draft decisions here because I still like these guys a lot. Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, Allen. Make a note of this. Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, Allen. That's me right there. Make a note of this one. I got it. So we could, so we could write it down. Give me, your, give me your sauce. So I 
think Mayfield is going to have the best season. Okay. He's got the best core around him. He may not start. Like, like uh, right? We're, oh, of course, he'll, he'll play. Speed. Yeah, I mean, because most of them may not start outside of Josh Allen. So. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think any of them are going to start. Uh, well, well uh, AJ McCarron got hurt, so I Allen's did. probably the leader. I thought, in, I thought Peter, in Peterman or P- Peterson was going to start. Yeah, what uh, are they saying? Though? I don't think Nate Peterman's going to win that. He stinks. That yeah. guy still was like six for six for interception <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah, he's that completed every pass. Yeah, to the other team. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think your best shot is Baker with his receiving core and the talent around him. I'm yeah. Not saying he's going to win a ton well, of games, but he'll do well enough. Right, Carlos Hyde will help him out. Yeah, uh, and then you have, I, I guess, I don't really love Rosen, but I do think having Larry Fitzgerald there is going to help a lot. They probably the Cardinals might be the worst team though out of that, and they have a tough division. I know that's why I don't. I, I, the Chargers but, are good, but I think having a, that level of Rams wide receiver, having a Hall of Fame receiver there in your first year will help you a lot. Like that, you can't overstate how important. Even if, even if Larry Fitzgerald doesn't have a great season for him, what he'll learn from Larry Fitzgerald is going to be huge. Right. I like Josh Allen a lot. Um, not like actually as a quarterback, but like because he's in a pretty good situation. Like, you know, the Bills were a good team last year. They were a playoff team, they but were, uh, you yeah. Know. I mean, I I think that they can tear up. Uh, uh, you know, he could tear up some defenses out there. He, if, it, he's made some really impressive plays in the preseason. Yeah, where his like, he just looks strong and big and moving around the pocket. He throws hard. Yeah, he throws it hard. I don't know if you noticed that. He can throw pretty far. <laughs> he's got long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard. Uh, um, and then, okay, so who's left? And then Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, we didn't count Lamar tough. Jackson. I just don't think he's no, going to play this year. Uh, I think he's going to play. Yeah. Because apparently they're they're like actually planning on using him in situations, which you is know, interesting. But. I, I, all right, I lied. I'm going to put Sam Darnold as my uh, ahead of Josh Allen and, and Josh Rosen. Okay. I think that Todd Bowles is actually a really good coach, um, and he gets people to play hard for him, and he's also a quarterback coach. No. Yeah, yes. Oh, defense guy. I thought he. Todd Ball's defense guy. I thought he was a quarterback guy. Defense guy. Oh, sorry. Well, sorry to mind. burst your bubble there, but. Yeah, I it was like Josh a McCown is actually their quarterback coach. Josh McCown. <laughs> they don't have a quarterback coach. I mean, obviously they have an offense coordinator, but they don't. I thought, I thought Bulls came from a quarterback uh, background. Nope. Defense. Yeah. Defense we, wins championships, though, so you're good. So you're good. Well, except for you know, like the Eagles, who Peterson was a uh, was a quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just kidding. And also, you know, it's funny. I, um, Bill Belichick, defense guy, I was listening to the herd today, and you know, Doug Peterson came out with a book apparently this offseason, and Cowherd's doing his whole thing. Bill Belichick don't have a book, like you know, this whole thing. And then some, Cowherd's the worst. One of his guests comes on. He's like, yeah, you know, Bill Belichick spent his whole offseason watching film because he's known for his defense, and he's gave up forty one points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Kind of fair to say. All right. Well, this has been a good podcast, man. We've been talking about a lot of stuff. Lot. How, how, what do we got up to? We're uh, 58. Oh, it felt like it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's, that could be good or bad, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably uh, bad. I suck. Yeah. You know, we were, we were shooting from the hip. That's what we did today. Mm-hmm. We came here and we shot from the hip, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Sports Blog New York Podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy. Alec Argento. You know, thanks for listening. <laughs>